Yes, people, it's episode 180 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, it is Sunday the 12th of July. I think it's the 12th. Why not? And uh, it is three o'clock. I'm rushing this because do what I've been doing this morning? Playing football manager. Okay, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been so unorganised with my life. Just been chilled out. I went to bed late, woke up late, made some breakfast. even went out to get some eggs. Yeah, because I'm a nice guy. Made breakfast for me and my wife, and then I did some washing up. Then, uh, then I just laid on the bed and played football magic. Actually, I didn't lay on the bed straight away. She she stripped the bed, put that in the washing machine, put the washing on, left me to make the bed. Um, and fair enough. That's what you do. You divide the tasks. Um, so I timed myself to do that. It took me nine minutes to change the bed. Realise I'm re- I take very long to do household chores stuff that most people find very easy to do. Um, washing up I take too long to do as well, and changing the beds number one nine minutes took me to change the bed. When I say change the bed, actually dress the bed. I didn't even have to change it. She stripped it. I just had to do half the job. It took me nine minutes. I'm slow. Don't know why it took me so long. Slow mover. Um. And then I just laid on the bed and played football manager. Uh, football manager mobile, not the full thing, you know. I don't, I don't want that fully refined cocaine, that crispy crack. <laughs> I can't play the full laptop version, not yet. No, I'm not ready yet. I have a marriage and ambition. I can't have the full laptop version of football manager. I just have the mobile version. Crawley Town manager. Um, got them promoted to the Premier League finished second in the Championship now I think I'm going to leave Crawley though I think it's too big for task I don't think I can manage that team in the Premiership it's a huge ask it's a huge ask but we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see but um, what else has been going on in, in the world actually no wait a minute I'm still talking about myself forget about the rest of the world what else have I been doing Um, well what else have I been doing so other than that, and I'm thinking, why am I rushing? Why is that such a high pace, this pod? Because um, I've got to record another one of the boys, the Green Room podcast, yeah? We even delayed it to 3.30. So when they did that, I was like, well, I've got enough time to record my one first, then, you know, have some lunch. But I just carried on playing Football Manager. I'm telling you, this game is destructive. If, um, if I wasn't in full-time employment and had pretty much most of my life together, um, I'm not sure how I would get my life together. Seriously, I don't know, because this, this game is ridiculous. And the funny thing is, it was actually Naomi's idea for me to download it. I don't know why. I think she heard about the game, thought it was a nice thing to say. She didn't realise what she was doing. I knew what she was doing, and I knew she didn't realise. But as a true addict, I took advantage of the situation. And I downloaded it. And now I am like bloody Scarface, Tony Montana, face full of powder. I'm like, this is your fault. <laughs> Not my fault. Not my fault at all, man. But this week, it's been an eventful week for me personally. Um, I've got a new car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a new car. I've got a new car. Um, so I spent yesterday clearing out the boot of my old car, putting all of that shit in a lovely new car. Um, so my new car now smells of football boots from the boot of my car because that's where I keep all of my football stuff in the back of my car 
and um, yeah, got a new car. Um, I don't think I ever told you what my old car was, so shall I tell you what my new car is? Who knows? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Because I work hard and I've earned it. So my old car was uh, a Volvo V40. Yeah, nice, nice, you know, sensible car. You know, a family man car, if you will. Um, it's a hatchback, 1.4 litre engine, sensible car. Um, and I was like, for my next car, I don't want to be sensible. No, 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 I don't. No, I bloody well don't. Um, and I lease my cars, by the way. That's what I do. I think uh, it was in Ballers. The saying was, if it uh, drives, flies, floats or fucks, lease it. Because it's just going to lose you money. <laughs> That's what they said. So, um, so I... I I leased my vehicles and I had my car for three years. It ran out in the lease. Um, coronavirus, now I couldn't return it as soon as I wanted. They were very cool about that. Um, so that's what I spent yesterday doing, washing my old car, getting it all clean and stuff. And then I've parked it somewhere safe. So when they're ready to collect their vehicle, uh, they can. So my new car, what car is it? Well, I was going to get an Audi A5, a Sportback. Uh, not coupe, you can't have two doors, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, I want some fun, but you got to be sensible, guys, you got to have four doors, so, um, I went for an Alfa Romeo Giulia, Alfa Romeo Giulia, um, Nero Edizione, it's the black edition, apparently, uh, it's got lots of black trim on it, um, yeah, so 20 plate, uh, 2 litre engine, right, so it gets lived to me on Thursday morning. Very excited. Knock on the door very early in the morning. Wasn't expecting it that early. Like before nine o'clock it's delivered. And um, I'm like, oh shit, wicked. It's outside. It's parked in the road. The guy's like, yeah, just sign for there. Do a quick inspection. I do my inspection. Um, I'm not sure if I've inspected it properly. I'm too excited. I've got a brand new car. Yeah. Um, he walks off to his van and proceeds to sit in there. And before I get into my car, ready to start it up. And I go, oh, I just realised I don't really know how to start this car up. Because I'm I'm starting it how I think I should start it. But it, it's not starting. You know, it's not like the old days where you just get a key, jam it in the ignition, turn it, and then it switches on. No, there's, there's buttons and everything. So I'm like, I don't even know how to start this car. So I ask, I go, hey mate, how do I start this car? Because I pressed it, it's making weird noises. It's not starting. So um, he just points out to me, and I'm like, oh, cool, nice ones. Cheers, mate. So uh, I drive around the corner, I thought I need to get it out of the middle of the road. It's a main road, it's also a bus route, so the car's just in the way. So I drive it around the corner, I turn left. Yeah. And um, what happens is the car starts shaking. And it just powers down. The car just stops. I'm like, no, 200, 300 yards away from where I live. Yeah. And I break down. 
How about that? I flip in, break down. Brand new car. I'm not even dressed for this moment. And I'm in the car and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, Darren, you're a prick. Look at you. How have you fucked up your car and you haven't even had it for five minutes? People say five minutes as a saying. Like I've only had it for five minutes. Barely had it five minutes. I literally hadn't had it five minutes. I've literally had it. I've signed for it. Okay, yeah, maybe it was five minutes from when I signed for it. But from when I actually got in and started it, about 43 seconds. Yeah, 43 seconds. And I get around the corner, break down, and I'm like, fucking hell. I get out of the car, switch on the hazards. I'm there at the side of the road, tracksuit bottoms, no socks, pyjama top on, jacket on top of that. Yeah? With my brand new car, my shiny Italian car, 20-plate Italian car. And I'm thinking, what would I think if I'm looking at this? On and I'm, I know what I'd be thinking. I think, look at this prick, nice car, can't even drive it. Bell end, what a twat, mug, prick. <laughs> and uh, I haven't even been able to pull over. Like I'm literally just in the lane. So imagine like a road, right, where all the cars are parked on one side of the road. Yeah. But I'm driving on the opposite side of the road to where the cars are parked. So I've got the clear lane and I've just broken down in that lane. So cars having to squeeze around and I've created this bottleneck. So, yeah, four by fours can get through. But vans, lorries, vans have having to slow right down and look carefully. And I'm stood next to the car. So they're looking at me. They're looking at the car. They're looking at me. They're looking at the road. As if to go... I ain't going to bang your car, mate, but that's a stupid place for it to stop. I know. But here's the thing, people. So while I'm there beating myself up, saying I shouldn't be allowed nice things in life, I'm really ripping into myself. Um, A car pulls up ahead of me. And this guy gets out, right? And uh, and this minibus can't get through either. So the driver of the minibus gets out. I'm like, mate, I don't know what's happened. It's broken down. You know, you're trying to explain your fuck up. Sorry, I don't know. It's broken down. I only got it this morning. People are like, yeah, I can see. It's a new car. Like, I still had all the flipping... Um, I had, like, all, all plastic on the seats still. That's how new it was. It had, like, a little sticker on the side to say, don't open this door because it's been fully clean because of coronavirus. I hadn't even taken that sticker off yet because I was just literally driving it around the block just to see how it felt and then I was going to just move it out of the way. I was going to drive it on my lunch break. And um, yeah, so so the guy gets out of the minibus because he can't get through. Um, and the other guy gets out and says, oh, what's happened? So I don't know. They go, oh, how about you try to push? They go, you won't be able to do that, mate. It's automatic. So, <laughs> so then as we're trying to switch it on again, it dawns on me and I look. I look at the dashboard. So I'm thinking, how have I fucked up a car so quickly? But as I'm trying to switch it on, I look at the dashboard and I see the flipping petrol light flashing. These bastards had delivered me a brand new car with zero petrol in it. 
like none well definitely not enough for me to even get around the corner let alone to a petrol station so i was literally there side of the road no flipping petrol in the car so uh, one of the guys goes oh if you've got any money mate i'll i'll go to the petrol station and i'll get you some petrol i've got a little little jerry can i'll go get you some i didn't have any money on me didn't even have my wallet didn't have my phone um but luckily i was right near my house so <laughs> so um i was like all right if you uh if you just watch my car you know just has his lights still going off i was thinking surely the battery can't run out um but I thought it's best to keep the hazards on. So I was like, you just watch the car. I'll run off and get the money. He goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, they go, you trust us with the car, yeah? And then one the other guy goes, it's not like it's going anywhere. And I was like, fuck you. But fair enough, fair enough. So I run home, get some money. Um, and I tried to give the guy a £50 note. Why have I got £50 notes? Don't ask me questions, people. All right. And... I tried to give him fish pound note. He was like, nah. I was like, fair enough. Um, he goes, so I don't need a fiver, mate. And I was like, I don't have a fiver. Take 20. So he took 20 and this guy drove off. Came back within two minutes. This is how close the petrol station is, but yet how far it was away from this car being able to make it there. He, he was back really quickly. And um, I was like, oh, mate, you are a lifesaver. And he goes, yeah, just can't believe it's... I can't have broken down. Like, I think it's got to be the petrol and stuff. And he goes, bloody, like, you're lucky, though. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, you're lucky, like, police ain't pulled you over. You know, you saw what happened with that blood, in the bloody news, didn't you? You know, you young black fella with a nice new car. It's like, oh, it's bloody terrible. You know, when someone points out racism, uh, it sounds racist. But he wasn't actually being racist. He was fully being supportive. But it just sounded racist because of like his cockney accent. That he's just like, yeah, you know, you're lucky you, black fella with the brand new car. Goes, and this is the thing that made me laugh. Goes, yeah, what happened to that runner? What's her name? Tessa Sanderson. I was like, Tessa Sanderson has not uh, done athletics for mm, mm, probably like 30 years now. <laughs> but still, in his head, in his head, it was like, black athlete. Tessa Sanderson. <laughs> I swear to God. You know that, see, it's funny. So he's caught his attention in the news that it's happened. But he he's just he's put this, this like, you know, the key facts of the story. Black, female, athlete, don't know her name. Tessa Sanderson. They didn't even go for Kelly Holmes. Denise Lewis. Like, you know... There's someone that's happened more recently. Won gold medals and everything. No, no, no. Tessa Sardison. That's when I stopped paying attention to athletics, son. So, um, so yeah, but then, it, do what? Even if he was racist, I wouldn't have cared at that moment. Uh, he was helping me out. But, <laughs> but he wasn't. And he was, um, he was there helping me. And I was like, oh man, like, I can't believe like you stopped. And he goes, do what? It's just karma, fella. It's just calm. Like the other day, I was driving down the dual carriageway. He goes, I felt a bit tired. Um, he goes, I literally had to pull over in a lay-by and just have a sleep. He goes, try to start my car again. Wouldn't restart. He goes, little did I know. Um, 
guy drove round and round about, came back round, came back to round the other junction, pulled over to help me jump start my car because I can't jump start my car because I've had a heart attack, so I'm not allowed to do it. And I was just like, oh, that's mad. He goes, yeah, so you know, that happened to me. It's just karma. And just like, I saw you broken down. I just thought about that. And I was like, doing what? I'd like proper respect that, man. Proper respect that. And, um, and he made me think, so, oh, probably if someone was to break down in the next like week or so, I would definitely pull over to try to help him out. Even if it's like, you know, you, you got your phone, um, you're all right. Do you need me to get you anything from somewhere else and come back with it? I'd probably would in the next week or so. Give it a few months. I'll forget all of this. Um, <laughs> karma has a lifespan. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, I can't have... I can't have done you wrong when I was four years old and then you're coming back now. Now I'm 32. Say, this is what happens when you did that to me in nursery, son. Huh? When you was in the sand pit and you took the green ball. Fuck you, man. Like, yeah, see, it's, um, that's, that can't happen now. There's a time limit on karma. Statute of limitations on karma. And, um, yeah. But I would definitely help out someone in the future. I'll pay it along. So as he's there helping me out anyway, me filling out, filling up the car with petrol, and he's like, it "Is petrol right?" And I was like, "Let's let's hope so." I, I think it is, but then I thought a lot of things this morning, and now we're here. And ah um, <laughs> oh dear, and then we fill it up, and I'm asking him, oh, mate, I haven't asked you. What's what's your name?" He goes, oh, Darren. I was like, no way. That's my name. He's like, oh, mad. And then we both really had nothing else to say after that. <laughs> you see, the only thing we had to talk about was the car. And that was it. So, I was like, I'm Darren. I'm Darren too. All right. Well, let's just see if the car starts. So, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Brilliant. <laughs> And um, he tried to give me back my change for the petrol. I was like, mate, don't give me back any change. I was willing to give him 20 quid, 30 quid for helping me out. Um, I got in the car, started fine, obviously, because that's what cars need, petrol. And I just drive, I drive forward, try to pull over to, you know, get out to speak to him again. My man just drives off, doesn't even look at me or wave. He just drives off, boom. Good Samaritan just off into the dust, into the wind, disappeared for me to never see again. What a mad, what a mad story, eh? And um, obviously I sent the email to the leasing company, angry email. To, you know when you just both fingers bashing the screen? Ah, fuming. They haven't come back to me yet, which makes me... I like to think that means they're taking it seriously and they're going to like sort me out properly. Because um, if they came back too quick and I said, look, you fucked me over. You delivered the car with no petrol in. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, Just give us a minute. And, ah, here you go. Here's some vouchers. I mean, that's like the guy's just looked around his desk and been like, uh, oh, there you go. There's some vouchers, mate. Have some of that. No, I want you to think about it. Because I said, I need to be compensated in some way. I don't know how I even want to be compensated. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, I've got petrol in it. It's just a bit dumb. It didn't make sense. Um, 
so yeah, it's the whole breakdown and the embarrassment thing. Because it was embarrassing. I can't even lie. I'm not someone who really gets embarrassed. But I was embarrassed, man. I was just like stood there on the side of the road with a broken down car. Like who lets their car run out of petrol? Um, <laughs> that's never happened in my life. But I survived. And just been driving the car around for no reason now. Because it worked. And I'm literally showing off with it. Um... And that's it, because you only live once, and what a nice thing that I like. So that's what I've been doing. Because when the rest of your life is fine, but then you support a football team like Tottenham Hotspur, right? (laughs) You can't find joy in life, yeah? You can't have misery in any other part of your life. Because when you support a football team like Tottenham Flipping Hotspur, not one shot on goal against flipping Bournemouth. Not one shot. Not one. I didn't even watch the game. I couldn't bring myself to it. It's uh, it's too depressing. And now we've got to play Arsenal today. And we're going to lose. We are going to lose. And even if we win, so what? That's where I am with football right now. Dreadful. Um... I don't know what else I've done this week. Started football training again, which is good. Um, outside, obviously. Were we in groups of six? No. I'll tell you how bored everyone is. Not in our team. People are walking past us football training and they stop to watch. They stop to watch a bunch of Sunday league footballers training. People are desperate for entertainment. They don't want to be in their house anymore. Um, right, what else has been going on? Um, obviously, the Will and Jada thing. Do I'm not going to talk about it because I know I'm going to have to talk about it on the Green Room pod and I cannot bring myself to talk about it twice. I don't even know what I think about it, but that's it. That's all I'm saying about it. So do what I'm going to get into Dear Deirdre, wrap up this pod, um, be obnoxious and eat my lunch on the Green Room pod because it's what I do. And um, <laughs> and yeah, and they'll talk about it then. So if you want to hear my views on the Will and Jada thing, then check check out the Green Room Pod. How do you find it? Just go to my website, darrengriffiths.com forward slash podcast, and uh, you'll see both the podcasts there: Griff Brain Dump and the Green Room Pod, and you'll get to see the episodes of Green Room Pod. I guess. Not sure where it actually gets posted. It gets posted after this, though. It's on Spotify. We're not on Apple yet. I need to speak to Kazeem about that. Anyway, I'm just talking nonsense. Let's get to Dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, I'm scared my wife will catch me having sex with her cousin on our settee. Pow, pow. Dear Deirdre, since lockdown began, I have been having sex with my wife's cousin. It is amazing, but I'm scared my wife will find out. I'm a man of 38 and my wife is 35. We have three children still at home. I'm a delivery driver. My wife works for her cousin who has an online handbag business. My wife's uncle, her cousin's father, got the virus early on. It was crucial that my wife and her cousin kept the business going so she moved in with us for lockdown. Jesus! That's one of those ones where it's just like the fates have put your genitals together. No, not really. The fates have put you in the same room, but you don't have to smash genitals. Anyway, um, she is 39 
And how old are you? Did you say how old you are? Because they always say how old they are on here. Oh, they didn't for once. Oh, yes, I'm a man of 38. My wife is 35, right? So, wife's cousin is 39. She's attractive and for some reason, never married. From the start, there was sexual tension between us. Around week four of lockdown, I caught her staring at me. She became more touchy-feely with me and seemed to bump into me on purpose. God damn. One night, I was watching a film after my wife had gone to bed as she gets tired of the kids around all the time. <sighs> you even know why she's tired. And you're so trash. It's not even like you've gone, she's tired because she don't even, I don't think she likes me anymore. She's lost the sex drive. It's like, no, she's been looking after my kids and that's why she's tired. Bastard. Um, her, hus- her cousin came downstairs for some water wearing a silky dressing gown. Mad. She seemed interested in what I was watching and sat next to me on the settee, saying she couldn't see the TV properly from the other chair. Oh, my God. Then she started flirting with me. I wanted to see how far she would go, thinking she would stop any moment and feel embarrassed. But she kept on until we were kissing. We had exhilarating sex twice. Exhilarating. That's the first time I've heard I've read exhilarating in Dear Deirdre. Well done. Rather saying fantastic or mind-blowing. You said exhilarating. We had exhilarating sex twice on the settee while my wife was asleep in our bedroom. Jeez, the same thing happened the next night. She had a robe open when she came downstairs this time. She had very sexy underwear on. This lockdown has been great for me, but I'm starting to worry about playing such a dangerous game. If my wife finds out, she would probably quit her job and that would have a big impact on us financially. No, it wouldn't, mate, because you won't be with her. (laughs) If my wife finds out, uh, so I've realised I'm in the wrong, but we are at it like rabbits every chance we get um so here what you need to do you need to suggest stopping so how about we just stop banging and if the cousin's like um if we stop banging i'm gonna tell her we banged then you're gonna just have to carry on banging but if she says yeah cool fine no problem you uh then you just have to go oh cool all right you're probably going to have to leave, though. Because you seem like neither of you have any self-control. And then, uh, yeah. How comes your wife's working all day and then is having to look after the kids? And then you bang her boss. That's a new kind of cliche. Most people bang their own boss, but you're banging her boss, who's also her cousin. Jesus. Man, anyway, let's get the next one. Um, right, got two more because I've got to get on the other pod. Right, uh, moody husband. My husband turned into such a negative person as soon as coronavirus began. Yeah, probably. Jeez, it was driving the family crazy. And the way my husband has been reacting to the whole COVID-19 situation. For my birthday recently, he gave me hand wash and a mask. <laughs> I'm 58 and work from home. My husband's 65 and has been really negative since retiring. Oh, there it is, man. He's lost all use and purpose. Like, when you retire, I feel like you need to replace it with something else. You don't have to work 
But you do need something to do. That's what I think. You need some kind of purpose. I think that's what we are as humans. Like, if we don't have purpose, or at least something to do, then we will just die. Mentally, then physically. And I think retirement, that happens. You don't need the stress of work, but something, man. Even if you take up painting, a project, I'm going going to paint a shed. I've, I've got stuff to do. You just need something just to go. That battery in the back, man. Anyway, he's jealous of people in better jobs who have bigger pensions than he has. Okay. Um, once the pandemic sh- struck, he was constantly looking at the news and glued to the government da- government's daily briefings. We stay home, do our daily walks and wear masks to the shops. But he goes on about catching something. Oh, something on droplets of air. He's so lethargic now too. He no longer washes and eats only what I fix for him. He's not who I married, but I think counselling is silly. Well, then that's your issue. If you don't actually want to seek help for your problem, then maybe you're as much of the problem as your man is. I can say you think counselling is silly, but then you've literally written into an agony aunt to fix your problems. I think you love, you're the silly one. Anyway, um, I think I've got to get onto the next pod because I realised that I need to get off the pod uh, with those guys because I'm going to put myself through watching bloody Tottenham and Arsenal. For why, I do not know. I clearly don't like myself. Um, I guess that's some kind of self-hate thing going on. Watching Arsenal and Tottenham, why I do that, I don't have a clue. Um, actually, let's get one more, one more, dear Deirdre. Can't give you lot two. Um, right, I can't, what I can't stop my binge eating. I can't stop my binge eating has got worse during lockdown. What is wrong with me? You're bored. I eat when I'm bored, so I try to be as unbored as possible. That's why I play football manager. You see, you replace one addiction with another. But just pick an addiction that's healthy. Let's see. Um, the diet starts tomorrow. It's my mantra. But that day never comes. I'm in the supermarket when it opens. I buy rubbish food and binge eat all day. Fair enough. But, um... So I've been so much worse in lockdown. I have food all over the place, eat snacks when I'm not hungry and then feel sad and disappointed in myself. So I eat more. Okay, this sounds much deeper than just what how I eat. Now, I eat like a Kit Kat because it's kind of near me. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I panic because there is still food in the fridge. So I eat it all, Jesus. Then I head out to buy more 10 minutes after my alarm goes off in the morning. I feel ashamed and fat and ugly and I hate myself. And I never eat in front of anyone and hide food if my mum comes over or the postman rings the bell. I'm a grown woman of 32. What is wrong with me? I don't know, but it's not eating. Eating is the, the symptom. It's not the actual illness. Yeah, so your overeating is just some kind of coping mechanism. So I don't know what's actually going on for you, but you need to find that out. Address that. Get to the root cause of that, and then, then maybe um, you might be able to stop eating. But 
get outside to get away from your food. And maybe try to eat healthier if you are going to binge eat. Just binge eat some carrots. Then we'll see if you're, if you're about that life. <laughs> if you're about that binge eating life. We'll see. Anyway, um, that's the end of the pod. Um, got enough to promote because I'm not outside. So that is it. Peace.